0: Genesis 9, and we're going to be reading just the first 17 verses of this chapter. Genesis chapter 9, beginning at verse 1, what we hear now is God's word. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. The fear of you and the dread of you shall be upon every beast of the earth and upon every bird of the heavens, upon everything that creeps on the ground and all the fish of the sea. Into your hand they are delivered. Every moving thing that lives shall be food for you. And as I gave you the green plants, I give you everything. But you shall not eat flesh with its life, that is, its blood. And for your lifeblood, I will require a reckoning. From every beast, I will require it, and from man. From his fellow man, I will require a reckoning for the life of man. Whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed, for God made man in his own image. And you, be fruitful and multiply, increase greatly on the earth and multiply in it. Then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, Behold, I establish my covenant with you and your offspring after you. I will remember my covenant that is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh. And the waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. When the bow is in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and every living creature of all flesh that is on the earth. God said to Noah, This is the sign of the covenant that I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. Here we end the reading of God's holy word. I invite you to turn to the back of your Trinity Psalter hymnal to page 867 in the back section. Page 867, this is the Belgic Confession. And this morning we're going to read article 33 reading from page 867, article 33, entitled, The Sacraments. We believe that our good God, mindful of our crudeness and weakness, has ordained sacraments for us to seal his promises in us, to pledge his goodwill and grace toward us, and also to nourish and sustain our faith. He has added these to the word of the gospel to represent better to our external senses both what he enables us to understand by his word and what he does inwardly in our hearts, confirming in us the salvation he imparts to us. For they are visible signs and seals of something internal and invisible, by means of which God works in us through the power of the Holy Spirit. So they are not empty and hollow signs to fool and deceive us, for their truth is Jesus Christ, without whom they would be nothing. Moreover, we are satisfied with the number of sacraments that Christ our Master has ordained for us. There are only two, the sacrament of baptism, and the Holy Supper of Jesus Christ. This is our confession of faith. Well, we continue looking at that last main section of the Belgic Confession, the section on the church. Uh, We have talked about the attributes of the church. It is one holy Catholic church. We have talked about the marks of the church, preaching of the word, sacraments and Christian discipline. We've talked about office bearers in the church. And now we move on to the really the second half of this last section, dealing with the sacraments of the church. Sacraments are holy signs and seals for us to see. They are something to look at. They are something external. They are something visible to help us understand more about our faith. As our confession says, he has added these to the word of the gospel to represent better to our external senses, both what he enables us to understand by his word and what he does inwardly in our hearts. Sacraments are something external, but they're a sign and a seal. They're a picture of something internal. And so to try to get our, our uh, brains around that, we're going to look this morning at this story from Genesis chapter 9, a story in the life of Noah. Now, I, I suppose it's not unusual to look to Noah when we think about a sacrament like baptism, because the flood waters, in a way, are a picture of baptism for us. But Genesis 9 takes place after the flood, something that happened later. In Genesis 9, children, we get the story of God's picture of the rainbow. That's what we're going to talk about this morning. The rainbow as a visible sign and seal. Now, I know that the rainbow is not a covenant, but the rainbow was an external picture of a covenant promise. And in many ways, that, that's, that's what a sacrament is it's an external picture of of a covenant promise. And it's a useful picture, helping us to understand what God is doing for us, what God is doing in us. So this morning we look at the rainbow, not a sacrament itself, but certainly a visible sign and seal of God's covenant promise. We recognize, first of all, that that sacraments are something that are given to us by God Himself. Sacraments are not man made. Noah didn't come through the flood and come out of the ark and say, Boy, you know, I hope that never happens again. I think I better come up with some sign. I better come up with some sign to remind God of what happened before so it never ever happens again. No, Noah wasn't trying to find a sign. It was God who came to Noah and said to him, I will give you a sign. The sacrament comes from God's sign. And we see that again and again in this text. In verse 8, then God said to Noah and his sons, Behold, I establish my covenant with you and your offspring. Again in verse 11, I establish my covenant with you that never again shall all flesh be cut off with the waters of the flood. Verse 12, and God said, this is the sign of the covenant that I make between me and you and every living creature with you. Verse 13, I have set my bow in the clouds. Verse 17, God says to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant that I have established between me and all flesh that is on the earth. All of God. The sign, the seal, the sacrament, all of God. He comes graciously. He comes lovingly. He comes with this beautiful picture to remind us of who he is and what he does for us. Sacraments are visible reminders of what God does for us. We see that in the sacrament of baptism. It is a visible reminder of the promise of God. I will be a God to you and to your generations after you. Which is why in our church we baptize not only believers but also their children. That is the promise of God. That is the sign and the seal pictured in baptism. In the Lord's Supper we see see a meal prepared and Jesus himself is the host of that meal to encourage us, to strengthen us in our faith. They are, they are they're pictures of what God does for us. They're pictures that are used to confirm the word of God. Again, from our confession, we read, He has added these to the word of the gospel to represent better to our external senses both what he enables us to understand by his word and what he does inwardly in our hearts. They are added to the word. They are there to confirm the word. The word is primary. The word comes first. And that's what happened with Noah. Again from verse 9, God comes and speaks to him. Behold, I establish my covenant with you and your offspring. Verse 11, I establish my covenant with you that never again shall all flesh be cut off by the waters of the flood, and never again shall there be a flood to destroy the earth. God comes with His word, and that word is sufficient, and that word is clear. And yet, because God knows that we we often need help, He says, but I'm going to give you something beyond that. I'm going to give you a sign as well. Verse 12, after having given the word, then verse 12, this is the sign of the covenant that I make between me and you and every living creature for all generations to come. The sign reinforces the word. The sign helps to confirm the word. But it is the Word which is primary. It is the Word of God which is sufficient, which declares His truth and His faithfulness to us. Oh, He gives us sacraments to help us, to encourage us along the way. But the Word, the Word is the primary means of grace, even today. The preaching of the word is the primary means of grace by which God works in our hearts, calling us to faith and obedience, encouraging us, strengthening us. I remember growing up, I had the blessing of growing up in a Reformed church, and we hardly ever missed church. I mean, you had to be sick on your deathbed not to go to church. Your arm had to be hanging off your body not to go to church. Unless unless it was Lord's Supper Sunday. I even mean, if you were dead, you still had to go. <laughs> On Lord's Supper Sunday, we never, ever missed church. And I understand why my parents did that. The Lord's Supper is valuable. But it is a secondary means of grace. The Word of God, the preaching of the Word, is the primary means of grace. And God gives us that word every single Lord's Day, Sunday morning and Sunday evening. Yeah, we should never miss church, but we don't, we don't elevate the sacraments above the word. They are given to confirm the word. The word is what is important. And the sacraments help to confirm that. Because, because of our own weakness, and that's how our confession begins, we believe that our good God, mindful Of our crudeness and weakness, has ordained sacraments for us to seal his promises in us. Because we are weak, because we are frail, God gives us the picture, the picture to help us understand the beauty of the Word. In the water of baptism, the picture of being washed with Christ's blood and spirit. In the the bread and the wine, the picture of being strengthened by the Holy Spirit with the body and blood of Christ. But they confirm the word. It is the word of God which is primary in our lives. The sacraments are of divine origin. God himself brings them to us. And I have in your outline, they are real symbolism. And those of you who are linguists are disturbed by that because real means real and symbol means it's only a symbol. It's not real. And that's part of the the difficulty in trying to describe the mystery of the sacrament. When God came to Noah and he said, I have set my bow in the heavens. It was a real rainbow. And they could really see it. And God made a real promise that I will never again destroy the entire world with a flood. It was a real symbol of a real promise. But the symbol was only a symbol. The symbol didn't accomplish The promise, it was a symbol, it was a picture of the promise. It is a sign and a seal of the promise. And again, from our confession, For they are visible signs and seals of something internal and invisible, by means of which God works in us through the power of the Holy Spirit. When we come to the baptismal font, it is real water. And it is really placed on a real person. And it's a sign and a seal of a real promise. But the water itself doesn't accomplish the promise. How could it, kids? How could the water of baptism actually wash away our sins? The water just goes on the outside. It's just water, but, but, but it's a real symbol of a real promise. When we come to the Lord's table, it's just bread and wine. It's real bread and wine. I know it's real bread because I make it the day before. I know it's real bread. But it's only bread and wine. But it's a real symbol of a real Promise that as we take and eat, the Holy Spirit so works in us that we are spiritually fed on the body and blood of Christ. The sacraments are real symbols, real pictures for us. Our confession says, So they are not empty and hollow signs to fool us, And deceive us, for their truth is Jesus Christ, without whom they would be nothing. The truth of the sacraments is Jesus Christ. That is is to whom the sign points, that's to whom the symbol points, that's from whom the seal comes. Jesus Christ. He is the reality. Yes, the water is a picture of the washing away of our sins, but Jesus Christ, the reality, is the one who washes away our sins. Yes, the bread and the wine are a picture of the body and blood of Christ, but Jesus Christ is the reality through whose spirit we are spiritually strengthened as we come to the table. Not not vain, not empty, not foolish signs and seals to trick us, but there is a real symbolism going on a real symbol of a real promise and this given to us to encourage us to strengthen us in our faith they are given to us because of the grace of our God and given for a gracious purpose what does our text say in verse 12 That is between me and you and every living creature of all flesh, and the water shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. The rainbow is a reminder. It's a reminder. Who does the text say the reminder is for? Kids, it says in verse 15 God says, When I see the rainbow, I will remember my covenant between me and you. Now, do you think that God would actually forget his promise? Do you think that God would say, I promise I'm never going to destroy the whole earth again with the flood, and then maybe two weeks or three weeks or two months or two years later, he might forget? And so God says, oh, I guess I better put this, this bow, this reminder to me that I don't do that again. Is the reminder for God? God says, I put my bow in the clouds and I will remember my covenant. And the bow is there as a reminder to us that God remembers. It's a reminder to us that God will never forget. When the clouds begin to form and the rain begins to come and we see the, the bow in the sky, we know this is not going to be a flood because God has the sign there and he is, he's reminded me that he will not forget. Yes, the rains may come, but God will remember his promise. And when, when he says, I will remember, that harks back to the previous chapter, to Chapter 8. At the end of the flood, Noah's been in the ark, chapter 8, verse 1, God remembered Noah and all the beasts and the livestock who were with him in the ark. God remembers for our good. God remembers for our deliverance. He says, I will remember. You can be sure the sign is there, you will know that I have not forgotten. God never forgets his promises. In every baptism that we see in this church, we are reminded again that God has not forgotten his promise that God will be faithful for the sake and blood of Jesus Christ to wash us from all, from all, from all of our sins. God does not forget. And every time we see a baptism, we know he remembers. Every time we come to the Lord's table, We know that God does not forget to continue to work in us by his Holy Spirit to encourage us, to strengthen us in our walk with him. God does not forget. We know it. We see the sign. It's a sign given by him. I will remember. I'll remember my promise. And as such, it's a a wonderful assurance for us. Again, from our confession, We read, he has ordained sacraments for us to seal his promise in us, to pledge his goodwill and his grace toward us, and also to nourish and sustain our faith. God continues to work in the lives of his people. He has given us the sacraments be reminded again and again and again that God will not forget. He will be faithful to his promise, and he will continue to work in the lives of each and every one of his people. This is the glorious picture, the visible signs and seals that are a blessing to all who have embraced Jesus Christ. They are a sign and a seal of him who is the reality. A sign and a seal of the gospel. And so as the, uh, uh, once again this morning, that gospel call goes out. The primacy of the word from the word of God. God calls you to put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Yes, there are signs and seals to encourage you in that. But the call of the gospel comes from his word. To embrace Jesus To know Him as your Lord and Savior. That that the just shall live by faith, by faith in Him. And what He has done, washing us from all of our sins, granting us His righteousness. This is the call to all, to put their faith and trust in Him. And then when, when you see the sacrament, you will know God remembers. He has not forgotten you. And that 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 rainbow would show up when I bring the clouds, God says. When I bring the clouds, when we begin to worry in times of trial, in times of trouble, has God forgotten to be faithful? Has God forgotten the promise that he made? No, he has not. Because when the clouds come, so does the rainbow. A reminder and encouragement to us, to our children who have received that covenant sign, who may be wayward from the Lord. God does not forget. He does not forget his promises that everyone who embraces Jesus Christ has that absolute assurance of life in him. God is so good to give us visible signs and seals, an external picture of an internal reality to encourage us in our faith, to strengthen us in our faith, to confirm the truth of the word of God, a truth that is sufficient, but we are insufficient. We we always seem to want something more, something to see, something to taste, something to touch, and God condescends to give us these beautiful pictures, holy signs and seals of what he has done in his son, Jesus Christ. Let's join together in prayer. Lord our God, we do thank you and praise you for the word of the gospel. A word of hope, a word of encouragement, a word and a call to faith and repentance. We know, God, that that is sufficient, everything we need in that call and yet you've you've chosen to to condescend, to help us to embrace that truth even more fully in the signs and the seals that are visible to us. Thank you, O God, for your goodness, for your grace, for your mercy. We pray that you might use these tools to continue to remind us of your faithfulness to your promise, your faithfulness to your word that you are a God who will never forget your promises to us and to our children. And this might encourage us and strengthen us every day of our lives. Hear our prayer, O oh God, for Jesus' sake. Amen.